Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In a world where common sense is not that common. In a world where drag queens read stories to kindergartners. In a world where the country that produces the most carbon emissions is the country that gets a pass from climate zealots. In a world where up is down and down is up, wrong is right and right is wrong. We've all been waiting for that return of the lone voice in the wilderness to come forth and shoot us straight once again. And that return is now. Ladies and gentlemen, Ronald Johnson. Publitarian. Stuck between a libertarian and a republican. Welcome to Publitarian Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. This is Ronald Johnson. Publitarian coming at you with another episode of Publitarian Podcast. And we are up to episode number 54, and it has been way too long. Coming to you now from Publitarian Studios West, since original Publitarian Studios is no longer with us. <laughs> Moved, had to reassemble the studio, and that's what's been taking so long. And also, I had to just unplug for a little bit. As we fight this fight, that a lot of right-wingers honestly didn't want. We just wanted to be left alone. But as we fight this fight, sometimes you have to send other troops forward while you take a step back and recharge. And I had to do that as well as dismantling the studio and putting it back together. So Publitarian Studios West is happening now. And I am so happy to be back with you guys and to tell you what's going on. We've got a lot happening. We've got a lot happening in the news. There's so much that I wanted to cover in the podcast, but a lot of my takes on the news of the day type stuff has already passed us by. You've already gotten all the takes you're going to want to have, I'm assuming, on a lot of this stuff. Some fresh news that's happening. I've been getting shadow banned on Instagram, and that's not really fresh news. That's been happening a lot lately, but I've been... I used to gain like maybe 20 to 50 followers a day on Instagram. I now lose about 5 to 10 every day. And the reason that attrition isn't a little more prevalent is because I'm still gaining followers, but I am being shadow banned on my Instagram account. So if you haven't been seeing my posts on Instagram, that's why. There's a shadow ban in effect. Mine 
uh, on my account seem to last for a week, two weeks, and then all of a sudden after that my account explodes, I start getting followers back, yada, 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 and then I do something to anger the Instagram gods, and then boom, I'm knocked back down again, shadow banned. And speaking of shadow banned, I wanted to get this out here. Gypsy Crusader, who was also known as Gypsy Crusader, Gypsy Crusader 88, uh, Paul Miller, has been officially banned outright from Instagram. He is no longer on Instagram. All of his accounts have been taken down. His YouTube was disabled as well. And so he is going to go to Instagram headquarters and talk to somebody face-to-face and find out what's going on, and I wish him Godspeed with that, Paul. Um, he's he is very much a frontline warrior for the right-wing cause. He just jumps right into the fire and gets it done. And I got a lot of respect for him, and I wish him the best today. And I'll update you guys as I know more information. That's all I know for now. In world news, President Trump is at the World G7 Summit. And, of course, angering the stuffy politicians there. And I can tell by the hot takes from the videos that he's just angering the news media as usual. But what's great is the world leaders genuinely do like him. He, he, he's a likable guy. And just watching him bat these reporters down is very entertaining. Oh, side note that I forgot to mention at the beginning of the program, the Publitarian Beer Fridge is still with us, and the hum will interrupt the podcast sooner or later, and it's actually a little bit closer to me than it used to be, where I used to have to walk a few paces to get to it, now I can just reach and grab, which is nice for me, but it won't be good for audio quality, so the Publitarian Beer Fridge hum will interrupt us sooner or later. Uh, There shouldn't be as much of an echo now, though, so that's good, as I am in a studio with carpeting and not fake hardwood floors. Anyway, swerving back into my topic about Instagram and censorship and big tech and 1984 and all the other things that go along with that, uh, from the Drudge Report today, big tech plans social scores. Human era ending? A very scary headline. What that's alluding to is the social score in China that is being implemented slowly over the process of a few years where depending on your social score, you get to, well, partake in everyday life. And this article is speaking to the fact that that could be happening in the United States. Although, although, once you click on that, uh, it takes you to an NBC News article. Cyborgs will replace humans and remake the world, James Lovelock says. Uh, very science fiction-y stuff that could be happening coming soon to a theater near you. But the other article that you click on that has to do with the big tech censorship takes you to a website called fastcompany.com. And the caption says, uh-oh, Silicon Valley is building a Chinese-style social credit system. So it says in China, scoring citizens' behavior is official government policy. U.S. companies are increasingly doing something similar outside the law. And then the article does paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs about China's social credit system. And let's see, we get down, like I said, most of this has to do with China. Now, so you guys aren't officially alarmed, I'm not saying that that can't and won't happen here. But once you skip all the way down to the bottom of the article to get through the fluff, the headline says, it can happen here. 
Many Westerners are disturbed by what they read about China's social credit system, but such systems, it turns out, are not unique to China. A parallel system is developing in the United States, in part as the result of Silicon Valley and technology industry user policies, and in part by surveillance of social media activity by private companies. Here are some of the elements of America's growing social credit system. Uh, you've got insurance companies that are doing this, like they check your social media. Uh, patron Scan, I have not heard of Patron Scan. A company called Patron Scan sells three products kiosk, desktop, and handheld systems designed to help bar and restaurant owners manage customers. PatronScan is a subsidiary of the Canadian software company Serval Biometrics, and its products are now on sale in the United States, Canada, Australia, and the United Kingdom. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Basically helps you scan fake IDs and troublemakers. Uh, da, 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 da. And then we have Uber and Airbnb. Now, uh, one of our favorite band people, Laura Loomer, has a very extensive experience with Uber and Airbnb and PayPal for that matter. But what I wanted to say here, I didn't want to scare you guys because the headline is sort of misleading. It's like, oh, it's here. Yeah, it's it's sort of here. I mean, it it is happening, but it's not happening on this grand China 1984 scale. But since the price of freedom is eternal vigilance, I thought I would let you guys know that it is happening to conservative voices. And while we thought it was just the outliers like Alex Jones or Laura Loomer, it could be another conservative voice next. It could be me. It's, it's already been Paul Miller, Gypsy Crusader. Um, Jordan Peterson has had some backlash. Gavin McGinnis has totally gone off of social media. My favorite, Milo Yiannopoulos, totally off of social media now with the exception of going to Parlay and Telegram. By the way, shout out to those companies as well, even though I'm being a little scattered today in the podcast because I had a lot to talk about. Parlay, spelled Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. Of course, most people are pronouncing it Parler, so from what I understand, it's Parlay. doesn't matter. That's still very much alive. Gypsy Crusader 88 is there on Parlor. Wise Guys Show, shout out to you guys. Rob and Joe, they're on there. Uh, Laura Loomer, like all of your favorite righties are on there. Um, and then there's also Telegram, a messaging app. Uh, but so it is happening. It's not happening to the clickbaity degree that the Drudge Report article was saying. But the depersoning is starting to escalate. Hopefully with President Trump signing the free speech on campuses law. And I know that they are looking more extensively into big, big tech and social media censorship of conservatives and conservative voices. Hopefully something will come of that. I mean, I pray that something comes of that because it will keep escalating to where people that do not think the way that big tech thinks you should think will start becoming depersoned. And that's a scary thing. Like what if my podcast provider one day just says, eh, no, we don't like what you're podcasting about. And then they effectively silence your voice. And this is where the conservative camps are split. You have your very arch conservatives that say, well, these companies are private companies. They can do what they want. Yes, but the internet is almost like a utility now. 
and restricting people to that utility talks of what Red Pilled America has talked about in their podcast and what I've talked about in previous podcasts. It becomes a virtual company town where you have to bow down to the oligarchs that control this power structure for you to get through. And that's not good. I understand where the right-wingers and the conservatives, uh, of which I, I identify as, I, I understand where they're coming from. You, why not just invent another company, right? Why not just invent another social media platform? Like I said, there are others out there. But that will put us into two different camps. Do we just secede the ground and then retreat back to another safe space? Or do we want to be out there getting our ideas? I would go to the side of we need to be getting our ideas out there on these social media platforms. And the playing field needs to be leveled. And of course, then that answers the question, or asks the question, I should say, who's going to level the playing field? The government? I know, scary proposition, right? And this is where we've been stuck for two years now. Who gets to say who has the power? To bring these social media companies to heal. And that's the question that everybody has. In a perfect world, everybody should be able to say what they want to say, good or bad, right or wrong. I also think on a lighter note that on social media, if someone could come to your house and punch you in the face, like it was in the old times when you shot your mouth off, We'd have a lot less offended people and a lot of better behavior on social media. But that's just a side note. Has nothing to do with nothing. Speaking of my ramblings, I forgot to mention my drink of choice today. Today I am enjoying a bullet bourbon. Sipping very slowly, so I will not be as feisty as if I were taking shots of bullet bourbon. So that's where we're at with big tech and social media censorship and social scores. Oh, anyway, speaking back to my point where people on the right say, well, you should just create another company. I do think the companies get too big. And then what happens? What, what happens to that space that those companies are controlling? It's like when I had uh, Lindsay underscore and on here and she was talking about uh, diabetes and the companies that make insulin. The problem with the left and the right is we're, we're still not seeing the big picture. The right says, oh, it's the government. The left says, oh, it's evil corporations. When it's, it's just a power structure that can be both of those things at the same time. And the reason I brought up Lindsay underscore and on Twitter is that she brought to my attention how these companies work, and it's how a lot of these companies work. They have government in their pocket when it's convenient. So when you tell me, oh, hey, Ronald, why can't somebody just invent another social media company and compete? I say it's the same reason why someone can't start another insulin company and compete. These insulin companies have got the FDA and all of this federal red tape and regulation in their back pocket, and they would do the same thing with any competing company that would start to threaten their power structure. And that's the problem we're at. We have four insulin companies that 
are all making insulin and they all talk to each other and they all talk to each other about pricing and everything else. So that's the same thing that can happen and I think is happening behind closed door with this power structure in social media that we can't seem to break through. You've got the social media companies paying these politicians, uh, left and right, in my humble opinion. And until we break through that, I'm not sure much is going to change. Now, in a perfect world, yes, I would love for some cute social media company to come along and blow all this out of the water. And I guess that will remain to be seen. But as it stands right now, the decks are stacked highly in favor of big tech and these social media companies. And that was 15 minutes of me rambling and not looking at my own show notes about what I wanted to talk about. That wasn't even any of the news of the day or what I wanted to talk about. Sometimes that's how it goes on this podcast, if you're a new listener. And I know I keep teasing about my podcasts on the admin. I'm not dragging this out as long as, long as Rob from... Wise Guys show has been dragging out and teasing his religious right episode, but I am going to do this podcast series on the admin. I started digging to it a little bit already uh, back in the the 50s episodes, but I I will start pursuing this a little bit further. There's like a three or four part series I want to do on resisting the admin and the threat that the admin is to our society, and when I say admin, I'm just talking about administrative people. Administrative people that are in our police departments, our local governments, our federal governments, are these unaccounted bureaucrats, faceless, nameless, that you don't know, that set the policies and set the rules. And I'm going to be talking about that in some upcoming episodes. Uh, but in the meantime, I think that's going to do it for me in this episode, even though I had a lot to talk about. Like I said, a lot of my stuff was building up news of the day, and it's basically stuff that everybody's hashed to death already, so it it doesn't really need my take at this point, or if it did, it would be a month to two-week-old take on it. So I'm not going to delve into that. So that will do it for me on this edition of Publitarian Podcast. It's really good to be back here and to get my ideas out there again. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. And if you want to reach out to me, you can. You can always DM me on Instagram or any of the social medias. Instagram is the one that I'm the most active on. And I'll have some handcrafted memes coming your way soon on Instagram. And if you want to email me, I'm publitarian at gmail.com or thepublitarian at gmail.com. And until then, I will see you guys on the next episode of Publitarian Podcast. Thanks for listening. Podcast. Copyright 2019.